0: Church, good morning, good morning, and welcome. We are so glad you're here. Wow, no, te- all right, teenagers, titans, youth leaders, revive folks, can I get a yeah, yeah, an amen, or a aight, 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 aight? That's what I'm talking about, wow. I was like, where am I at? I thought I was at City Church. If this is your first time at City Church or you haven't been in a while, welcome. Good morning. Uh, We're going to share some truth with you this morning. Thank you for joining us for our worship, for our baptisms. Uh, If you've got questions, comments, and concerns, anybody you saw up here on the stage can help direct you after the service in your journey to Jesus. We're glad you're here He is here. You are welcome. For those of you online, good morning. For those of you, my peeps over in the video cafe, deuces, because that's where I'm normally at. Had to throw that out to him. I want to look at two stories this morning in hopes of recognizing ourselves. I want to look at the Bible this morning in hopes of seeing the answers to the very questions you may be asking this weekend. Why am I here? What's my purpose? Is Jesus Who he says he is. Where am I now? Can we really do the things that Jesus did? Can we heal? Can we be agents to release his power? Can we raise the dead? So our first story, our narrative, takes place in John 11. If you've got your Bible or your phone, you can turn to that chapter. We're going to cover a whole lot, so we're not going to throw it up all on the screen, but follow along with yourself. It's in John chapter 11. This story is about a family. This family consists of two sisters and a brother, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. So Lazarus gets sick, and Mary and Martha send a messenger to where Jesus is at, They send a message and it says, Lord, the one you love is sick. And that wording is absolutely specific. God's word is not a random happenstance jumble of things put together. It says, Lord, the one you love is sick. And I asked myself, why doesn't it say the one who loves you is sick? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I believe it says, Lord, the one you love is sick. Because as we'll talk about at the end of this morning, it's more important about how he feels about us than the way we feel about him. So if you'll put a pin in that, we'll get back to it and say, Lord, the one you love is sick. Verse four, Jesus turns to the people he's with and says, this sickness will not end in death, but is for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Why is verse four important? If you're a speed reader, if you're one of those, I read 17 chapters today, great, I'm not. I'm a one-verser sometimes. Like when I came across verse four, I said, what did he mean by that? This sickness will not end in death, but it's for the glory of God so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. It's important because we must never forget. We must not let ourselves get attracted, distracted by the fact that Jesus is on a mission. And Jesus' mission is redeeming the world back to himself. You have your life, you have your comings, your goings, your husband, your wife, and your kids. Jesus' agenda is still calling man unto himself, calling women unto himself, calling Jesus unto himself, saving the world. And in this verse, he says that's what this is about. This story, this situation is about saving the world. Verse five says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, and verse six, another one of those head scratchers. You can think about this all day. Verse six, so when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place that he was. Wait a sec. So you're saying he didn't come right away? yep. Jesus loves us. Jesus loves us and wants to make us better. He wants to use us to show the world his glory, his power, even when it doesn't seem like that's his agenda. Verse 11, he says, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm on, my, I'm on my way to wake him up. And the disciples say, um, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, won't he get well? Jesus, however, was speaking about his death. They thought he was talking about him going to sleep. So Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died. Another amazing scripture, verse 15. Jesus tells his disciples, I'm glad for you that I wasn't there so that you may believe, but let's go to him. So they're like, let's go. And he's like, let's hang out a couple of days. And then when he finally says, let's go, he says, you know what? I'm glad I wasn't there. Why? So that you would see, so that you would believe, so that the circumstance would change, so that power would be released. So he goes, and he goes to the house of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and there's a story in in the linear timeline. There's a story about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus before this happened. It doesn't say much about Lazarus, but it does talk about Martha and Mary. In this story, the first time we hear that Jesus is going to their house, Martha is running around. Martha's an organizer. Martha is a details person. Martha's got a schematic, she's got a schedule, she's got stickies, she's got a highlighter, right? She is ready to go and Mary is not. Mary's not like that. Jesus gets there and Martha comes up and she's cooking and cleaning and attending and she saw Jesus. Jesus, come on, look at all this stuff that I have to get done. Look at Mary. Now, I'm married, I love you, baby, I'm married to that organizer, that detailer, that scheduler, and it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work without him. And if that's you, I'm saying life works because of you. But when that organizer in you comes to Jesus and says, look at my day, and look at the debt, and look at the schedule, and look what we have to do, what did Jesus say? Jesus says, Look at Mary. Mary, in the Bible, says he was, she was sitting. She was sitting at Jesus' feet. And 2,000 years later, we don't know why that's a big deal. Ladies were not allowed in the room with the teacher, let alone to sit at his feet, That was a follower's position. That was a disciple's position. And Mary, all Mary knows and cares about, that's the opposite of the organizer. This is the dreamer visionary. She's like, oh, Jesus is here? You better believe I'm sitting at his feet. I don't care what I'm supposed to do, what I'm not supposed to do, that's my place. And Jesus looks at the organizer and says, look, I know there's stuff to do, but I'm here. The Savior's here. The answer is here. Take your place and learn. Verse 21, back to the current story. Then Martha says to Jesus, and it's important that you know that, to take a guess at the tone that both of these sisters had. If Martha is the organizer and the event planner, in verse 21, Martha says to Jesus, Lord, that's how I imagine her voice, Lord, uh, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. She says, but, but I know Whatever you ask from God will be given to you. Jesus answers, Martha, your brother will rise again. Martha, with her little, come, let's bring some clarity to that. Let's bring some detail to me. That's a little broad. I know he'll rise again. She answers, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection and on the last day. And Jesus is like, Martha, Martha. Martha, I, I am the resurrection and the life, the one who believes in me. Even if he dies, he will live. Martha, everyone who lives and believes in me will never die, ever. And he asks her point blank, do you believe this? And Martha and her little sticky highlighter herself says, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God who comes to the world. Verse 27 is important because Bible study people, theologians believe at that point, Brent even shared this a couple of weeks ago, we believe some of his disciples wouldn't, weren't even ready to say that he was the Messiah, weren't even ready to say that he was the Son of God. But Martha, who had been the, Lord, look at all these things that I have to do, has this transformation. And she's like, oh, I know who you are. You're the Son of God. You're the Messiah, and I believe. So she goes to Mary. She goes to Mary and says, you know, Mary, the teacher's here. Martha has now gone from just being a housekeeper to being a believer. She gets who Jesus is. Her plan was intersected and interrupted by the Savior, and she let that change her life. So she goes to Mary and says the teacher's here and he wants to see you. Now remember Mary, and just my thoughts, just my opinion, Mary's probably a little more dramatic. right? So it says Mary comes in and we have proof, not just my opinion, it says she throws himself at his feet. Remember a couple of weeks ago I shared with you guys if you wanna get somebody's attention, throw yourself at their feet. She wants Jesus' attention. You having a hard time exchanging something with no receipt, throw yourself at their feet. I'm pretty sure you'll have their full attention. She comes in, and she doesn't just talk to Jesus. She's all, he's dead. And if you had been here, he would still be alive. There's no tone in the Bible, but I'm thinking if she had the drama to throw herself at his feet, she was a little excited about that exchange. Verse 33, when Jesus saw her crying and the Jews who were crying with her, he became upset In his spirit, it says he was deeply moved. He gets down to brass tacks. He says, where have you put him? They take him. It was a cave, verse 38. A stone was laying against it, verse 39. Jesus says, remove the stone. Now Martha's organizing comes back out again. It says, "Um, Lord, he's already decaying. He's been in there for four days. Verse 40, this is the Jesus that I love. This is the Jesus that Johnny can relate to. He says... Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Didn't I tell you if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they remove the stone. Jesus raises his eyes and says, Father, he prays. Father, thank you that you heard me. I know you always hear me, but because of the crowd standing here, I say this so that they may believe that you sent me. And after he says this, he shouts with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! And the dead man came out, all wrapped up mummy style. And Jesus says, loose him and let him go. In Jesus's prayer, he says, because of the crowd, because of the crowd, so that they will know that you sent me, Jesus. Jesus is on a mission. Jesus has got things to do. And he says, I'm glad I wasn't there so that his mission would be complete. He says, I'm glad that they're seeing this happen so my mission can be complete. Jesus wants you. Jesus wants me. Jesus wants us. Jesus wants the world to recognize him as Savior, as he uses the changes in our lives through power, through signs and wonders to do it. There's another story I wanna share with you. It's personal. Sadly and unfortunately, I spent many years giving away to fist fighting and alcohol and drugs and stealing and lying and just horribleness. Horribleness and after i became a believer after i became a disciple he loved me so much he said you know what to himself i'm going to show johnny not just tell him so we're going about my life my wife's life our life one day and my wife says hey i think i want a little dog and i was like all right so we went to the pound and then she's like where are the little dogs at and she goes to look for a little dog and you know, I love you, and I'm not kidding that, and if you see me, you stop me, I'll talk with you, I'll pray with you, I'll bless you, I love you, but I need Jesus, too. I'm a horrible person, and I have horrible thoughts, and I'm sorry, and I'm trying, so pray for me, because I'm walking around the pound, and she's looking at those dogs, and I'm like, looking at the dogs, I'm all, too ugly, too dumb, too funky, oh, Jesus, please, just, just, being a jerk, and I'm kind of sorry, you know, and just laughing at it, because I already got a dog. I got the coolest pit bull in the world at home. I was like, I don't need you. I don't need you. Ooh, ain't nobody gonna come and get you, and as I'm walking by, being horrible and judgmental, I feel the Lord, like, pressing on me. I, 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 it's like you have a sense, you know. It's like a prompting inside of me, and you know it's the Lord, because you'd never have that thought, because the Lord says, that's your dog right there, and I'm like, she wants a small dog, He goes, no, that's your dog. And I'm like, I don't want a dog. Get that dog. I'm like, Lord, is this really? Get that dog. And I'm like, okay. So the the lady at the pound comes up and says, hey, do you want that dog? And I was like, yes. (laughs) So I go in there, and she's like, well, you got to play with it for 30 minutes. And I was like, I don't even think there's a dog in there. What's that rug in the back? She's all, that's the dog. So I walk in there and it's a Dalmatian and if you love Dalmatians, God bless you. I love pit bulls, I'm not sorry, and I don't apologize and it's not a pit bull, thank you doll pound. So I go in there, and don't judge, I have three. Okay, I have two and a half. I have two and the other one's my wife. So I go in there and I'm like, puppy, puppy, hey, come here, hey, Get get the ball, throw it at it, hit it. The thing's just laying there, it's not moving and I'm like, oh well, it's dead, oh well, can you know, gotta go back in there, Johnny. So I go back in there, and this dog's not moving. I'm like lucky to get an eyeball looking up at me, and I'm like, Jesus, please. You ever been in that spot where it's just so bad, all you could say is, Jesus, please. I'm all, Jesus, please. So 30 minutes go by, and she's like, you done? And I'm like, boy, am I. We go to the front, and, and, and they bring her little dog up there, and You know, dogs are, back then, I don't know what they are now, they're supposed to be like 60 bucks. So I'm like, okay. So she's like, it'll be like $300 million. And I was like, what? And I look around at my kids and I'm like, who else got a dog? I was like, mom's the only one getting a dog. She's like, no, sir, it's just two, yours and hers. And I was like, okay, so what happened? I was like, aren't dogs $60? She goes, yeah, but your dog has heartworms. And I'm like, joy. She goes, and you have to pay for the treatment up front. And I was like, I was like, great, that's fine. Thanks, Jesus. And just gave him my card. Bring your car around, sir. We'll bring the dog to you. We get in the car. They bring her little puppy. I'm like, where's, where's mine? Oh, no, your dog doesn't get to go home. We got to start the treatment tomorrow. And if it lives, we'll call you. I was like, What? What do you mean? She's like, oh, it normally kills them. And if it, you know, we'll call you if it survives. And I was like, do I get my money back? She goes, well, you can come get another dog. I'm all, no, my money back. She's like, sir, you can get another dog. And I'm like, thanks, Lord. So we go home and the whole way home, Jesus is like, do you trust me? And I was like, yep. Get up the next morning, trying to go to work. Feel that prompting again. Feel like it's the Lord. Because it ain't me saying, go visit that dog. I get there, and I'm like, hey, I'm here to visit that thing I got yesterday, and they're like, we treated it this morning, and it just laid there. It just laid there again, and the Lord sent me back the next day and the next day and the next day, and this thing's just laying there. Finally, two weeks later, after visiting it, they're like, you can take it home, and I was like, great, so I scoop it up, I put it in the car, and it's just I take it home and I put it down and it just lays there. I come home from work and it's just laying there. So back and forth, day after day and week after week and I come home one night and it's not laying there and horribly I'm like, it died, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) So we're in a two-story house and I'm going up the stairs and the dog's at the top of the stairs. The dog starts wagging its tail. The dog starts doing the little circle dance, you know? And I'm like... It lived, <laughs> and so I'm coming up the stairs, and as I'm making eyes with it, the Lord speaks up again. The dog's eyes lock with mine. I'm looking at the dog, and he goes, that was you, John. I found you on death row. I found you when you were dying. I found your stinking, non-wanted, unloved, sorry dog of a butt, and I paid the rescued you. I loved you when nobody would love you, John. And he loves us all like that. And I asked you this morning, where are you in these stories? Because you're in there. You are in the two stories we read this morning. I don't know where you're at, Maybe you were, or maybe you are Lazarus. You're dead. You're existing. You're not living. You're not leading a life. You're dead. Everybody has written you off, but the Savior is here this morning to resurrect you. The Savior is here this morning to bring you back from the dead. Maybe you're Martha, and God bless you, Martha, for keeping the rest of us hot messes in line, but sometimes you gotta put the sticky down. Sometimes you gotta ignore the chart. Sometimes you gotta let the flow go and follow the Savior. And just believe, just believe Maybe you're Mary and you're a believer. You believe, you've looked at Jesus, you've said be Savior, but today, today is the day you graduate to disciple. Today is the day you start counting the cost. Today is the day you start asking yourself, what do I need to do in this world because Jesus is asking me to do something? Today is your day. Maybe you're like me. You're just content, ready to die. Everybody, including yourself, has written yourself off. Where are you in that story? I've got one amazing scripture to share with you this morning. They're going to put it up here for you to read it later, for you to underline it, for you to look it up. It's Paul writing to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians 4 chapter 20. And Paul says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, meaning it's not just talk, but it's power. If you're here for the first time, if you're a new believer, if you're new to church, this baptisms, these baptisms were a display of God's power. God calling Lazarus out of the dead is a display of his power. God coming to you on death row saying, I'm here for you is a display of his power. Jesus' words, not my words, Jesus' words says, didn't I tell you, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? You are here this morning because you have a divine appointment to see the glory of God. You have to believe it. You have to accept it. And as we pray in a minute, you have to choose to walk into it. Are you ready? Are you ready to make that choice? If you're a disciple, I wanna start with the disciples. That means you've gone past just believing Him as Savior. You know you're a disciple, you know it. You're willing to count the cost. You're willing to go, you're willing to do, you're willing to say, I'm here to share with you that this church, city church, is on the edge of changing San Antonio. We're inviting you to be a part of it. He's inviting you to be a part of it. These programs like Find Your Purpose the opportunity we have here for you to change your world. Today is your day. Today is your day, disciple, as we pray to say, I'm going home different. I'm not coming, I'm not going home the way that I came. I'm leaving here someone who is going to turn my world upside down. Disciple, I need you to pray with me in just a minute because I'm talking to you. For those of you who are believers, And you've already said, Jesus, yes, you're the Son of God. Jesus, yes, I want you. And you've been wondering, what does that mean? What is that word, discipleship? Brent talked about it a few weeks ago. He talked about it last week. That means someone who's willing to count the cost. That means someone who's willing to tell their husband, their wife, their kid, their co workers, their neighbor what needs to be said. They're willing to go where we need to go. They're willing to do where we need to go. Believer, when we pray in just a minute, is that you? You know it's you. You know it's you right now. It's in here, it's in here, it's all going like this, and you're like, I think it's me, it's you. It's time for you to go from believer to disciple. So when we pray in just a minute, in your head, in your heart, under your breath, pray, Lord, I wanna be a disciple. For those of you who are here this morning and you haven't made Jesus Lord, for those of you who are here and you can't say, I know I'm going to heaven, I know he's the son of God, then I wanna talk to you for a moment. Do you remember I said that it's more important how he feels about us than the way we feel about him? He doesn't care what you think about yourself. He loves you so much he died for you. He sees you as his precious child. And the same way Mary fell at his feet, I am falling to my feet and asking you to believe him to give him a chance. He loves you right now, in your mess, in your confusion, in your anxiety, on death row, unwanted, unloved. He loves you. He wants you. And today can be your day. Today is a chance to leave new, to come out of that grave. Let's pray. In your heads, in your heart, in your mind, Sitting down, standing up, whatever works for you, disciples. Disciples, I'm praying for you right now. Disciples, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to come. Come, rushing wind. Come, Spirit of God, and pour holy fuel all over the fire that's already burning in, this, in these disciples' hearts. Lord, let them not care even more, even more after today about what the world thinks, about what their spouses think, about what the world thinks, but only about what you think. Merciful Father, I pray for the believers that are in here today, for the believers who have been thinking about, I'm thinking about doing this discipleship, I think I'm supposed to be a disciple, I think I'm supposed to be going and saying and being it's your day. Today is your D-day. Today is your discipleship day. Believer, I pray for you for boldness. I pray for you for strength. I pray for you for protection. I pray for you for vision to where God's taking you and where he's leading you and what he wants you to say and where he wants you to go and what he wants you to do. Little one, believe him. Young man, young girl, woman, guy, boy, you're here. He loves you. Will you believe him like the thief on the cross, like the thief on the cross looking at Jesus and said, where you go today, take me with you. And Jesus says, yes, today we'll be together. Today, Jesus is telling you, yes, we will be together forever and ever. You just have to believe. Whisper it, say it, shout it, hum it. I believe That's the whole prayer. I believe. You're saying you believe that he's the son of God, that he's the Messiah, that he's the savior, that you're gonna live forever. Just believe it is that simple. Father, we thank you. We thank you for our time together this morning. Like Jesus said when Lazarus was out of the grave, like Jesus said, loose him and let us go. We are loosed today and let go. In Jesus' name, amen.